Hello everyone and welcome back to the Professional Sports Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Murphy. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm really sorry for having this episode come out late. Um, if you guys saw my Instagram story, you guys are already aware. I've just had a ton of personal stuff going on. I had a ton of homework this week. I still have a lot of homework. I got to finish after this. So this might be a shorter episode. It might be a little brief, but I'm just trying to get through all these best bets. I don't have nearly as much content for you guys. Hopefully you guys still enjoy this and hopefully these bets still hit so you guys can make some money off of it. I'm going to keep this episode very brief, as I said, and also I'm only going to be going over best bets this week. There's not going to be any other categories, but to make it up to you guys, I'm going to have six best bets. So I'm going to have a ton of best bets, going to be working out on a limb here, and hopefully they hit. Jumping straight into it, we're going to start off with the Cardinals at the Niners. I, okay, what? I couldn't understand this line at all. The Niners are favored by a point and a half in this one. I think someone in Vegas is on crack cocaine. I simply have no idea why this line was the way it is. Um, I mean, I get that it's sh- like, if it was one and a half in Arizona's favor, maybe I'd understand it a little more, but I truly don't understand why the San Francisco 49ers are favored in this game. I don't know what to say, except these teams just aren't even close. Are they really not at all close? Uh, I think they're in completely different tiers. The Niners barely beat the Bears last week, and they had to pull away in the fourth quarter to win that game. If you just look at the box score, it looks like the Niners kind of kicked their ass. But honestly, that was a pretty close game. And right now, the Bears just fucking suck. So I think it's more telling to how bad the Niners are and not how good or bad the Bears are. Let me take a sip of water really quick. And also, we got to keep in mind, the Cardinals just got their first loss of the season, and that was an absolute masterpiece of play calling. If you guys listen to my pod on Tuesday, you guys already know this. Matt LaFleur just had a perfect game, and I think that that had a lot more to do with their loss than anything else. Also, the Packers are just an elite team with one of, if not the best quarterback in the league leading the way right now. So I think that, again, there's just a lot more you can take away from the Packers' side of the ball. And honestly, the Cardinals are going to be completely fine. If you just look at their rosters side-by-side, obviously QB-wise, the Niners are just super outmatched here. But just rosters as a whole, I think the Niners just don't really stand much of a chance against these guys. I think Kyler Murray and those weapons on the outside are going to be able to take up, take advantage of this very mediocre secondary. Sure, you can argue that. Nick Bosa might be able to get home a couple times, and the Cards O-line doesn't match up too well with the 49ers D-line, but we have to remember we're talking about Kyler Murray here. This dude can get out of any sort of pressure. He's extremely elusive. He just obviously is one of the quickest quarterbacks in the game, so I'm not too worried about that D-line getting to him too many times. I also think, and I've said this before, I said this before and I'll say it again, I think the Niners are incredibly overrated. I think everyone wants them to be good, and I think the league wants them to be good, and I just simply don't understand it. I think they have this perception of being this elite franchise because they were in the Super Bowl just a couple years ago, but... Even besides all the injuries, Kyle Shanahan right now is eight games under 500 in his tenure there as the 49ers coach. And so, again, I can't believe this line. But, I mean, hey, I said that last week about the Buccaneers, and then they just pooped the bed. 
against the Saints that didn't even have their backup, so whatever. Or I guess their starter, their backup came in. It doesn't matter. Either way, I'm going to take the Cardinals here 27-20 to 20 because of all the reasons I just stated. I just truly think that this roster and this team cannot match up with the Cardinals right now. And I was just absolutely mind blown that the Niners were favored in this game. So purely for the points, obviously I think the Cardinals are going to win by 7 anyways. But because of those points, this is just too easy of a bet not to take. This was another bet that I was, I couldn't say I was as surprised, but it still felt like a little too little to me. And this is the Chargers at the Eagles. I think last week was definitely an anomaly for the Eagles. I know people are trying to say that the Eagles can just run the ball and keep Justin Fields on the sideline. And that's why this can actually be a game. But if you actually watch the film last week against the Patriots for the Chargers, I actually think the Chargers played the run very, very well, a lot better than they have the entirety of the year. And as we know, the Patriots are actually a pretty good run running team. Honestly, the fact was in that game is that the, the Chargers offense truly lost in that game for him. It was those costly turnovers and those uh, those big plays that were missed that really and even in the end of the at the end of it, they were still in it. They were still in that game to the very end. And this Patriots team is definitely a playoff team. Mark my words on that one. I think they will make the playoffs. Uh, maybe I should go check the rest of their schedule before I say something like that. But I think that they're capable of making the playoffs. I also think the Chargers defense is as previously mentioned and previously alluded to they're definitely coming together right now and playing a lot better particularly against the run um <clears throat> excuse me i've also stated this before but i think it's very clear that this Eagles staff simply does not trust jalen hurts right now sure they kick the lion's ass but jalen only threw the ball 14 goddamn times and that's just not a winning formula i think that this game that last week against that putrid Lions team was far more of an indication of the utter collapse of the Lions and not so much the triumph of the Eagles. I think people are overshadowing how badly the Lions played and focusing too greatly on how well the Eagles played, I guess you could say. I also think that excuse me the leaders of the chargers in that locker room have to be preaching them that the raiders are still ahead of them and i'm certain they aren't counting the chiefs out so my point is the chargers have a lot more to play for right now and the eagles just simply don't have as much to play for i know it's an nfl team i know you're not just gonna hang up the shoes and start tanking and whatever but my point is the motivation and the human factor here is definitely something worth pointing out and as far as the Eagles offense, I just don't think they'll be able to keep up with Herbert Eckler and those other weapons. Again, if the Chargers can just play the run well enough and get let their offense stay on the field and don't allow the Eagles to just chew the hell out of the clock, which I think they'll be able to do, I think the Chargers will more than likely run away with this one. And again, if you're fo forcing the Eagles to be put in positions where their quarterbacks throwing the ball, you know, more than actually 14 times, I think it's a very bad formula for the Eagles to win this game. So with all that being said, again, I think the spread is far too low. I'm taking the Chargers here 26 to 16 because of all the reasons I just previously stated. Sorry, by the way, I just realized I'm talking way too fast. I know I've got a bunch of stuff to do today, but I got to slow this down, take my time, and you guys deserve better than what i've been getting so far so i'm going to slow this down and i'm going to move on to the next matchup all right sorry about that guys if you could hear my dog barking i think they're i think they're good i think they got it all out we're going to move on to the next game again slowing the pace down a little bit because 
I'm a busy guy, but I have the time to do this and I want to prioritize this. So this is very important to me. Going to show you guys that right now. Our next game we're going to be going over is the Chiefs versus the Packers. This was another line that I couldn't really believe when I first saw it. I mean, the Chiefs have just shown me nothing to give me confidence in them. Their defense is still playing horrendous, and their offense still has far too many turnovers to play winning football. I mean, if you just look at the Giants game last week, they barely squeaked out the win against that team. And as we know, the Packers, even without Aaron Rodgers, I believe, are far better than the Giants right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's also very important to note that the Green Bay Packers are a team which have they have proven, especially last week against the Cardinals, and I am assuming they're going to be able to continue to do it this week against this putrid, just absolutely horrendous Chiefs defense. They can run the hell out of the ball and use the screen game almost as an extension of that run game, and that's going to help them keep... Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines, keep him drinking Gatorade, keep him from taking over the game. Even if he can take over the game because he's been playing very sloppy football, but that's neither here nor there. It's just an overall game plan. If they're going to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes in control and dictate the game like they did last week, which I think they'll be able to do, they're going to be just fine. There's no way they lose by more than seven and a half points, in my opinion. I also think Jordan Love will just be efficient enough. Obviously, he's the story coming into this game. There's that whole fiasco with Aaron Rodgers lying about getting vaccinated, whatever. I'm not going to get into that whole thing. Bottom line is Jordan Love is getting the start here, as we know. And I don't think that he's going to win the game for these Packers, but I think he should keep it plenty close. We also, it's very worth mentioning that Fans and media definitely have a bias towards the Chiefs right now, and it's for good reason. I mean, it's obviously hard to count one of the best offenses out I've ever seen in my life. It's We've seen them do absolutely magical things time and time and time again, but until they show me what they can do and what they have done in the past, I just cannot have the stones to take them right now and cover that massive 7.5 point spread, especially when this Packers offense is really just... They have shown they're they're very fluid. They can change to any given game. They can establish the run game. I think Jordan Love, again, is going to do just enough to keep him in this game. So I'm not saying that I have the stones to take him outright because I still do think the Chiefs will end up winning this game and pulling it out. But I think because of everything I've established, that run game in particular, and the Chiefs offense making just too many mistakes right now, I think the Packers are going to keep it extremely close. So give me the Chiefs to win 27 to 24. Moving on to my fourth game. This is a game that I was a lot, these next three, I would say, are ones that I'm a lot more skeptical about, particularly this one. This is probably the hardest bet of the week that I had to make, but I wanted to add a couple extra ones in there, maybe add a little spice to them just because there is not a whole lot of other content that I'm going to be releasing this Thursday, and or I guess it's Friday now, this Friday. Um, and also I just wanted to make it up to you guys because I missed yesterday and I've been very busy and I'm sorry about that. Anyways, this game is going to be the Patriots at the Panthers. The Panthers, although they escaped last week's game against Atlanta with a win, I still don't love what I'm seeing from this team. And you guys know how I feel about Bill Belichick going against young quarterbacks, especially ones who can be reckless, such as Sam Darnold. He does a lot of throws on the move, um, just tries to play some of that Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston hero ball. Even Mahomes is doing it this year. They just try to do too much. They don't really know when a play is over. 
And in the same aspect, I think the Panthers are unraveling. I think the Patriots are seriously catching stride and gaining confidence. Excuse me. It's, it's, I love what I'm seeing from this Patriots offense. I particularly love what I'm seeing from Mac Jones. I mean, he is just being the complete polar opposite of Sam Darnold. He's just playing completely mistake-free football right now. And I think that this offense is just only going to get better and better as the season progresses. I really think we could see that this game too. It's also worth mentioning that I think this game may be a slugfest. I know I was just talking highly about the Patriots offense. Now they're catching stride. And honestly, that's one of the best, biggest X factors in this game. But both of these teams are defensive teams first, in my opinion. And I think both of these teams' defenses play huge roles in both teams' success. So I think it could be one of those ugly, lower-scoring games where at the end of us, none of us are really surprised, but both offenses seemingly stall out. The difference is I just trust the Pats offense a lot more, as I've mentioned, and I also think that these, it's similar to how I said about the Packers, these Patriots are very fluid. They can change the game plan on a dime. It's one of the best things that Belichick does, and I think we'll definitely see his flexibility here. I think we're going to see, I'm not quite sure how they're going to win this game. Uh, one thing I do know is there's obviously a big X factor in Stephon Gilmore and his revenge. But I feel like Mac Jones won't even be targeting Gilmore because one, he's just that smart of a quarterback. And two, I think Belichick is probably going to be preaching to him all week long. Just don't even go to the wide receiver that Stephon Gilmore is covering. Excuse me. And I think that this works decently well into the Patriots' hands as is because we know they don't rely too heavily on the receivers anyways. They like to establish the run. They like to do 12 personnel with both of their tight ends there on Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. So I think that whoever's going to be on Stefan, I think that the other guy is going to be able to step up. So say Jacoby Myers is getting Stefan Gilmore into coverage. I think we've seen Nelson Aguilar and even Kendrick Bourne They've shown us enough that they could be all right, and they're going to be, and I think they will be completely fine. And again, just because I trust this offense far more, and I think Mac Jones, sorry, that was my phone. I think Mac Jones is just playing so mistake free that this is just, that's going to be the difference in the game because I think both of these defenses are going to play very well. I think this Patriots defense is going to have a very big day against Sam Darnold, and I think that Sam Darnold is just going to cause. A few too many mistakes, and I don't think Mac Jones is going to have those same mistakes, and that's the difference in this game. So, with all that being said, give me the Patriots 20 to 13. As I said, very low scoring game, probably going to be a slugfest, might not be too fun to watch live, but one of those games that you're definitely going to want to, want to indulge in the film in and really see what happened on a deeper level. Moving on to my second, the last game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus. The Cleveland Browns. This game is in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is favored by two and a half points. I think Cincinnati has got to be extra motivated after getting just embarrassed by the Jets last week. Again, I've said this earlier in my podcast, there's definitely a human factor that people forget, and you can be damn sure they're using that game as motivation to stick it to the Browns. I mean, people forget, like, these aren't just robots putting on helmets and hitting each other these are humans with with emotions and feelings and you got to keep in mind that brown's locker room has got to be a little split up or maybe i don't know i don't think the obj distraction is at all helping them i don't think that something like that is gonna in any way shape or form help a team perform just a few days after this whole fiasco happened and he's now no longer all the team 
And of course, I'm still not trusting Baker Mayfield. Um, there's a lot more into that. I just don't love the idea of my starting quarterback playing through an injury. In particular, I don't like Baker Mayfield playing with an injury because of the competitor he is. Obviously, we know he's a very competitive person, but I think it kind of sometimes turns into cockiness and that confidence he has. The re-injury possibility definitely scares me. I don't think he fully knows his limits, and I think that that's a serious issue. Whether or not he should get a contract extension in the future, that's a whole different story, which I'll talk about in a different pod. But regardless, I I just trust Joe Burrow like enormously over Baker Mayfield right now, and that's kind of that. I also think the Bengals' offense is just diverse enough that they should be able to slow the bounce the Browns' pass rush down. Excuse me. They're running the ball just effectively enough. They can also use quick throws to those great receivers because it's it's very notable to say that those those receivers on the outside, those three, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, <clears throat> Jamar Chase, excuse me, they can, of course, make big plays down the field catching the ball, but they're also, all three of them have shown some great yards after the catch ability. Maybe T's the worst out of them all, but it doesn't matter. When you have Jamar Chase and, why am I forgetting his name? I literally just said it. Tyler Boyd, excuse me, running out of the slot, you're going to be able to get those guys in short yardage situations and then just let them go with it. And I think that they're going to find some success doing that. I also think that on the Bengals defensive side of the ball, I think their pass rush can definitely get home this game against an O-line that doesn't have Jack Conklin still and Judrick Willis is most likely not 100%. So it's definitely worth mentioning that I think they're going to be able to get home. We have saw them stall out a little bit last week against the Jets, but on the year, they've been very effective. Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard have been excellent for them in the free agent signings. Also, it's definitely worth mentioning that this game is in Cincinnati and the weather seems to be perfectly great, which means no outside factors are going to impact this game except, oh right, (laughs) Cincinnati and their loud-ass fans, which I think will definitely let Baker hear it and the rest of the guys hear it. Uh, Regardless, I think that these teams obviously know each other very well and I think that the Browns overall just drama with OBJ isn't helping. I think that they don't quite have the offensive power to match up with the Bengals and I also think the Bengals defense can do just enough against this elite Browns running game to get to get away with this W and again the spread's only two and a half points so you could even see a last last second field goal here and that covers and that's that's all right that's cool for me so I think this is going to be a very physical matchup I think this could be a game where people really start to talk about Baker Mayfield and his future with the Browns and whatever I'll talk about that soon enough I'm not focused on that right now for now just give me Cincinnati to win the game 28 to 24 and cover that spread my very last game of this episode's pod is one that brings pain to me to say but I've got to say it because I just truly don't see how the Bears cover that six and a half point spread against Pittsburgh this game is is in Pittsburgh I believe and Pittsburgh has been playing some of their best football in these past couple of weeks excuse me sorry sorry I thought I was gonna sneeze but I guess not Uh, you guys know I'm very much a guy who loves to pay attention to the matchups and in almost every single matchup I think the Steelers have the edge it just sucks to say as we know TJ Watt and that pass rush unit can just take over games 
and this Bears O-line is continuing to be the worst in football. At least pass-blocking-wise, they're the worst in football. And that is bad matchup number one. Bad matchup number two, in my eyes, comes with how the Bears' defense is playing and how Pittsburgh's offense seems to be catching its stride. Last week, I watched Eliza Mitchell just tear us the hell up. Debo Samuel tore us the hell up. Everyone tore us the hell up. Our defense was fucking awful. I think Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson are definitely going to do the same. It's also definitely worth mentioning that Khalil Mack should still be out, and he is the heart and soul of our defense. Without him, this unit isn't nearly the unit that it is with him on the field. It's just, it's like night and day. It's crazy how big of an impact he makes. And so I think this, I think very unfortunately for Justin Fields, he will get eaten alive with no time to throw. I think it's going to be similar to how the Cleveland game played out. Hopefully it's not quite that ugly because that was one of the worst Bears games I've seen in recent history. But I, the Steelers O-line is playing a lot better. And I think their Big Ben should be given plenty of time because of the lack of Khalil Mack. And I think he's going to find his dynamic weapons in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, which I think are definitely both viable starts in fantasy this week. It's just, I, I am really not looking forward to watching this game because as you guys know, I'm a loyal Bears fan. I watch each and every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever it is. I watch every single one of their games and most of every single game, I am just thoroughly disappointed and frustrated. And I think that's going to be one of those games. I just don't think that the Bears offense is going to be able to get anything going. I think that the Bears defense is playing just absolutely terrible football without Khalil Mack. And I think that Pittsburgh is really coming into its own, particularly being the Browns last week. That was a huge win for them, even if it was a slugfest. I mean, they, they won the football game, and I think that they're going to be able to win this football game in similar fashion, but probably find even more offensive success just because how bad this Chicago defense is playing. In conclusion, I think the Steelers' defense is showing why it's still one of the best in the league, and I think the Bears' offense <coughs> excuse me, will show us why they're one of the worst in the league no thanks to their horrendous offensive line so give me the Steelers 27 to 17 and I'm definitely being generous giving the Bears 17 points I could definitely see this being like a 23 10 type game I could definitely see this being like a uh fucking 23 to 6 type game and have the Bears not even score a touchdown I could definitely see that happening which would just be pain and that would suck but Regardless, those are my best bets. I really hope you guys enjoyed this brief episode. I'm really sorry. Next week, I will come with the juice. I will be all ready for you guys. I just, again, I've had a lot going on personally. I've had a lot going on as far as schoolwork and just work goes because obviously I am a full-time student. I do have a part-time job and I'm doing this, which is very time-consuming. So I really do appreciate you guys supporting this channel. If you do, I also just stick around um there's a lot of big announcements coming including a giveaway which i think is gonna hopefully bring more viewers in because these pods aren't bringing in nearly the number of viewers that i was hoping they would and so i'm hoping that could get turned around with a few giveaways still f trying to figure out what i want to give away i don't want to think i don't think i want to give away just like cold hard cash but i might so we'll see either way keep tuning in on tuesdays and thursdays because these will continue to come out hopefully this will be the only one that comes out on a friday and be sure to share this with your friends and family again thank you so much for supporting the pod and follow my instagram at professional sports talk for any updates thank you so much guys and have a great rest of your day hopefully these best hits and good luck on sunday whether it be fantasy 
bets, whatever. Good luck, y'all, your favorite football team. Have a good one.